0: The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning, welcome back on this Thursday as we take a few minutes out of our day in God's word and we're glad you're with us and hope that this time together will be an encouragement. If you're following along with us, we're in the book of Matthew. As we walk through the life of Christ, we're gonna come working our way towards the end of chapter nine into chapter 10, but today uh, we're gonna start with one of the miracles uh, that we read that Jesus did and really we're gonna premise these next couple minutes dealing with the idea of a phrase that you, in this verse. The phrase is found in 29 where he says he touched the rise saying according to your faith let it be to you. So we're going to look at the we're going to look at these verses and kind of dig down to what part of God's working in our life is seen by our faith. Uh, How much of it is my responsibility? How much of it is the Lord's responsibility when we want him to work, when we're asking him to answer prayer, things of that nature? So let's go to verse number 27. When Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him, crying out and saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. And when he had come into the house, the blind men came to him and Jesus said to them, do you believe that I am able to do this? They said to him, yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, let it be to you. And their eyes were open, and Jesus sternly warned them, saying, See that no one knows it. But when they had departed, they spread the news abroad about him and all the country. So what the simple story is, there's two men following him. They have been blind. Um, and so they scream. Here's an initial in, in a phrase that's important to look at. It gives you a little bit of insight into why Jesus turned around in the aspect of Um, looking at their faith and their knowledge, they use a phrase that is intriguing or not intriguing but very telling of who they believe Jesus was. See, some would come and say that Jesus was just a great teacher, Jesus was a healer, and while both of those were true, that wasn't really the role that Jesus was trying to fill coming to earth. So what it says, he says um, in verse 27, Two blind men follow him, and crying out, saying, "Son of David, have mercy on us!" Now, what you're doing is you're seeing from the lineage of the Old Testament. These men understood who he was as the Messiah, not just a good teacher, but as the Messiah. You go back to the book of Isaiah, and you're going to find that in the prophecy he would be a son of David, son of Jesse. Um, and a son of David, he would come out, and so the, one of the phrases used of Jesus as a Messiah is the son of David. The Messiah would be of the ancestry of David. And by the way, you go study the ancestry of, of Jesus and where he came to. First of all, look at David, who, you know, we look at it as someone who's, the Bible says, a man after God's own heart, but what does that really mean? David was not perfect, which made him that phrase. David just took responsibility for his actions. In fact, it can be stated in scripture that he's as well known for his failures than he is for his successes. But it's not the failure that brings his well known or why God would say that. It's the fact that he's willing to take responsibility for his actions is what drives us to see that it's what gives him the phrase, a man after God's own heart. But you can go back to so many other aspects. There is a harlot in the line of David. Uh, Ruth is in the line of David, lineage. Why you say that's an important thing? She wasn't even a Jewish girl. Um, my point is that God has brought different people in. There's a lot of times you're looking to have to be a certain way and only perfect people, only from a certain line. And God brought into God's or Jesus's ancestor. His great-great-grandparents and all of that the type of people so much he wanted to learn he would run to reach everybody he loved everybody he treated them equally he he brought in people that the world would say we don't want there and he showed love to and then he was born and he, and he grew up that grew up and then at the age around 30 he went out for three years worked in ministry and loved the sinners went to those people uh, too many times today we look and say, well, we'll be around those people if they act a certain way and or they look like us. And boy, Jesus went to the world and he loved the world as they were. Now, they changed because of him, but that's the point. That's what the gospel does. So these men understood the Old Testament teaching of the Messiah and immediately recognized this was the Messiah. So they came with an understanding. They didn't say, we think he is, we hope he is. They came in with such faith that Jesus was the promised Messiah. And so they came asking, knowing, believing truly that this man was. So doing that, if he's the Messiah, they had a full understanding of who he was. And that meant what he could do in their lives. And so they asked to be healed. And that's when he said, do you believe that I am able to do this? And of course, their phrase, yes, we believe you're the Messiah. We've said that in the comment. We believe you can do this. And so he says, then according, then he touched their eyes and said, according to your faith. You know that means if they really didn't have faith, Jesus could have touched their eyes, but they probably would not have been healed. It was their faith that brought healing. We talked about this with the woman with the issue of blood. When she touched the hem of Jesus's garment, then she was healed. He didn't even say anything. Uh, The man, the the soldier who said, don't come back to my house. I have people under my rule. You can't go there. I'm not worthy of having you there. Just say the word. He was healed. Um, The key is this. Jesus' healing was a result of the faith of other people. People, friends, brought a man to Jesus, dropped him down through the roof, and it's because of the faith of your friends. We talked about this. The Bible says, um, without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is. He is God, and he is rewarder of them, the diligent that diligently seek him. I love that phrase, we must believe that he is. That's what he's asking here. They recognize he was the Messiah. Do you believe I can do this? It was by faith. That these men were healing. So, what part of that? What does that mean for me? What part of the faith? Well, first of all, in that phrase we, we quoted from Hebrews, and they said, "Do you believe?" You know, they said, "You are son of David." we must truly first believe who Jesus is. And yes, salvation is the first part about it. But then everyday life, is he our Lord? Is he our Savior? Is he one we fear? Is he one we follow? Are we obeying him? Is what he's going more important than our things? Um, that lordship, that it, it, when we understand who he is, you know, we go back to the phrase, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And a lot of people rightfully run to, well, it's not fear like you would fearing an enemy. It's more fear of respect. And I agree with that. But can I tell you, let's be careful when we go too far with the word respect and we downplay it. I like the old-fashioned word reverence because there's a level of honor and there is a fear to that. Uh, he's not just a drive through boy waiting for me to order so I can get what I want. He is the king of kings and lord of lords and so we must have faith in who he is. The Bible tells us to come boldly before the throne of grace. Well we need to recognize that he is the one we can come to. He is the answer. So then when that happens is then we step out in obedience. You can't live by faith. If you're not living by obedience, and that comes the question, are you living in obedience to Jesus? And how do you do that? Well, you live in obedience to his word. John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Jesus, the Bible, it's all one. So to obey Jesus, you have to obey the Bible. He says, if you love me, keep my commandments. And it's, it's an action. Our belief in God has always been seen in our actions. And so how do we do that? And, and, and I could, we could go through a whole list of what that means. I won't do that. The simple question is this, what the Bible says about home, what the Bible says about church, what the Bible says about finances, what the Bible says about ethics and how I treat other people. Uh, am I following those things? And if I am, okay, then faith. Then I go in prayer because I do believe God is, I'm in obedience to, am I right with God? Is there sin in my life that I've hidden? He says, if I regard iniquity, if I hide iniquity in my heart, he will not hear me. So am I hiding something? Am I I getting things right with him? Am I confessing the sin? When I've done all that and I've done my part. So then when it comes to asking him for healing, okay, if I've done my part, you know, gone to the doctors, done what I need to, or finances, am I, you know, limiting my bills, looking for work? Am I doing my part? At that point, when I've done all of that, then I can expect, but I need, it's more than just hope uh i had, was asked a question year, uh, a year or so ago and i thought it was a phenomenal question the question came to me the word hope in scripture does it mean differently than it does today she goes she said there's a lot of things that i hope happen that probably won't That's an em- empty hope and god tells us he's the promise of hope is that empty and i said no 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 the hope in scripture is a hope of expectation we're expecting god to do something and that's faith It's a simple idea. Are we preparing for God to do something? Are we sitting back hoping God will do something? That becomes the difference. Does my faith compel me to action? And that is the faith we're talking about. And that's the faith that these men had. They had enough faith that they were willing to chase down and claim the Messiah and say, we have it. And It was because of that faith they found healing. May we develop that. May we grow in it and allow that to be truly life-changing. Thanks again for joining us today as we take a few minutes to look into God's Word. We do hope it was a help, hope it's an encouragement. Stick with us as we continue for the next few weeks through the book of Matthew, looking at the life of Christ. Thanks again for joining us. We look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.